Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody, you're now live on the Middleman Radio. This is the Middleman Talk Show with your boy Al. And this is Nick. Hey, I guess it's just us, man. How's it going? Man, dynamic duo today. Okay. It's going well, man. Looking at all this new stuff, man. I, I, you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're 45th president, man. My do you know that this week, like, yes, do, do you know that this week, or I'm sorry, last year, I should say, New York Times reported that last year, White House aides reached out to the governor of South Dakota about adding <laughs> Trump to Mount Rushmore. What? I, <laughs> so, 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 so this, this actually was a... I don't know. Somebody had to bring it to some type of discussion over at the White House before it could just be sent out, man. Like, not just one person decided to send this information. He stated Are you that for real? it was his lifelong dream to be on Mount Rushmore. And according to a, 2008 inter- a 2018 interview with the governor of South Dakota, the two struck up a conversation about the sculpture in the Oval Office during their first meeting. See, there was a sculpture that they did as a tribute to Trump that had him on Mount Rushmore. And uh, initially he said that that was his dream. The governor started laughing, and he was like, I'm serious. Right, because he probably was. He is the ultimate narcissist, and he would like nothing more than to put his... like. And what's crazy is, I would not be surprised if they actually, like, seriously pursued it. And if they couldn't get him on Rushmore, they tried to get him on. They tried to get him on a, a, a Stone Mountain in Georgia. I just, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I'm, I'm sure, Nick. Now that you know we're talking about this. Um, I'm sure something is in the works, bro. Now, I don't know where it will be erected at, but uh, 
something is definitely probably in the works, son. Because if he okayed or uh, is in agreement with this particular email that's trying to get his face on Mount Rushmore or whatever he's trying to do, you know he got to have something else planned just in case this party doesn't happen for him because you know he's going to cry. Yeah, I, I believe so. I believe so. Um, and I've already said, I, I think his play, uh, to be honest, if he does not win this year, his play will go back to his original play in 2016. And I've said this time and time mm-hmm. again, Donald Trump did not want to win the election. Donald Trump wanted to start his own network. Yep. He wanted to be Fox yep. News. He wanted to be like Mike Bloomberg. He wanted his own network. And I think he was going to use the presidency uh, the presidential campaign as a way for him to kick that off. And then he won. And it was like, oh, crap. And I think that if he loses Where? to Joe Biden, he'll go right back to doing that. You see he started to attack Fox News now. Yeah, and then, you know, he also had uh, dismantled, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Force of America, like removed all the top officials out of there and put in all of his guys. And so, yes, that is coming. His own network. It is. He just he wants to control the media. He wants to make sure that he is immortalized. He wants to make sure he mm-hmm. he is trying to establish the Trump dynasty, and 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 that is just that's just what we got. Oh like, and God. it's it, what's crazy is it's so many people that are going right along with it. They are they are aching so much for a king. You know what I find funny? All these lifelong Republicans. Where he's now essentially gone back, and he's he has you know essentially just taken to task full task people like both Bushes, Reagan, all mm-hmm. of, all these lifelong Republicans that love these guys. You know he's just dissed all of them, and they're just they're so in love with Trump that they're just going right along with it. I believe some of these I believe some of these guys would literally let Trump walk in the house and sleep with their wives. I gotta be honest I, with you, bro. <laughs> The and way they look at I'm him. Talking about t- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they like it's like they're mesmerized about being around him. It's like, um, I don't know, it's like the laugh are so fake, the smiles are like extra and like everybody's so giddy, man. Like I, I agree. I'm I'm pretty sure they would, son. I'm pretty sure. Uh man. I would not put that past. I wouldn't yeah, I would I wouldn't mm. either. I, I am so sure that they will openly just say, "Come on in. Can I tweet it? Can I just be a part of it?" Like that's their king. They they love their king, Donald. Yes. Oh yeah, they definitely do. They definitely well, do. And I wonder what are their plans? Um, you know, after he is out of office, like because you know some people who have left Fox News, like it's hard for them to find employment anywhere. So. What what's going to happen to all those different people that you know may or may not have those connections with those top, I guess you would say, money making officials to get jobs after that? Like, what are their lifestyles going to be after Trump uses them up and throw them away? Well, you know, because I when's the last time you heard before, from Amarosa? Oh yeah, uh, unless Amarosa decides she's going to drop, I wouldn't put it past her if she's got any other audio that she wants to drop, she's going to drop it right before the election. Um, right, I think. And I've said this before. I have a lot of friends of mine. You guys know, you know, where I work professionally in the political space. And I have, you know, some conservative friends. This actually kind of leans into our 
show topic today that have been looking to get into the White House their entire mm-hmm. career. I've never wanted to work. No mm-hmm. matter the administration, I've never wanted to work in the White House because I know at that level of government there comes a, certain, a healthy amount of corruption, and, and my past is just a little too skewed to, <laughs> to, to even think about getting in that face. But I right. know some lifelong conservatives that you know have mm-hmm. dreamed about getting jobs in White House in the White House, and they refuse to even apply because mm. they just know there there's no life for that most of their administration after Trump. I, I, I brought this up a couple right. weeks ago. When was the last time you saw Sean Spicer or Sarah Huckabee Sanders or 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 Anthony Scaramucci or John Kelly? Like mm-hmm. he is a pariah, you know. And and, and we talked about this a, a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. Every House Republican that voted to repeal Obamacare was voted out of office in 2018. It's, it's like wow. he's a he is a cancer on them, and they're in a, a a crazy place because if they say anything against him, all of his supporters will rally against That's them. That's right. So it's it's that's it's, right. I see the same type of fracture in a Republican Party coming after Trump leaves office that happened in the Democratic Party after President Obama left, President because Obama left. he mm-hmm. was their he yep. was their. You know their their dynamic figure, and they didn't have a dynamic figure to take up the reins after that. And and it's the it's the same thing with Trump and the Republican Party. But now, yeah. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I hey, I agree, and we definitely will be uh, talking more about the upcoming elections on future shows as well. Um, also had some great Senate runs with uh, Cory Bush. Uh, winning her seat oh, as well, yeah. um, man. Like I think, um, like I said before, like on previous show, the change is coming, man. And like we're finally getting some of the right people in those positions, and and like and that's what we got to do. Like that's what yeah, we got to do. Man. Shout out to Corey Bush, man. I've been following Corey <laughs> Bush since her first run, uh, and a lot of mm-hmm. people don't even realize what kind of started the momentum of AOC and the squad. Really yeah. started with with Cory Bush. Cory was the first one picked of those Justice Democrats to you know as as younger you know aggressively progressive uh, candidates, and you know she didn't beat uh, Lacey Clay the first time. Like the Clays have been right. a dynasty in Ferguson for like the last fifty years, and so for uh, this time around to unseat you know Lacey Clay, man, that that's I don't think people realize hey. how big that is. So shout out to Corey Bush, man. Like that, I'm yeah. really, really proud of her, and I think she's going to do an amazing job in Congress. Hard work. Man, that, that took a lot of hard work. That took a lot of standing up to people, uh, a lot of rejection, and I'm so happy that she, you know, persevered through that, um, and her work is going to pay off, man. Like I, I, like, I really hope that area benefits from it, and we benefit from it as well, too. Um, and I Absolutely. cannot wait to see the results, um, you know, from anything that's coming through, man, because she is for universal basic income, Medicare for all, all the things that we want. Like, she's for all of that. And so she is pushing for that. She is tired. And so, uh, but that leads into our discussion for today. We definitely want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Middleman Talk Show. Um, you're live with us. Uh, the phone lines are open if you would like to get into the discussion. Um, you can press one on your phone. Uh, if you would like to call in, the number is 516-387-1542. And uh, press the number one on your phone, and we'll definitely get to you. But black agents of white supremacy, 
title of today's oh, show. We all yeah. know what this means. We all have stories. We all seen stories. Uh, even back with, um, you know, the discussion around um, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, things, you know, that happened across uh, history in which we always felt like someone in our corner turned against us. And so how do you recognize an agent of white supremacy? Uh, what are some of the pro- like? How is it profitable for a black person to to spit that anti-black rhetoric in the age of Trump? We want to talk about that. How do black people respond to the recent discovery of the Rus- of the Russian troll farms posing as black people on social media to influence the upcoming elections? Uh, what is the difference between black agents of white supremacy and black people with a th- with a different thought process? from the masses and are all black republicans conservatives agents of white supremacy is their perspective of white supremacy valid and why would a black person legitimate legitimately become a trump supporter and lastly do black people who encourage other blacks not to vote contribute to white supremacy we definitely want to hear your comments on today's subject um Let's get into it, man. Like, how do we recognize an agent of white supremacy? Now, of course, we can always go back and look at what we've learned throughout history, such as infiltration, right? We saw the infiltration mm-hmm. with the Black Panther Party. Uh, we saw the um, infiltration um, um, with the, the Nation of Islam, with the, the, the assassination the of, of Islam, um, correct. With uh, the assassination and, of Malcolm X. Yeah, man. It's... Right. Uh, it, you know, you know what's funny about that? Um, did you see the trailer that just came out about uh, Fred Hampton, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Judas and the Black Messiah? I can't wait to say that. Like, right. I would love to do a follow up um, when that comes out. And um, if if you guys oh, yeah, we got are to, familiar yeah. with Daniel, oh god, what's his last? Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. Uh huh. Yeah. That played in Get Out and um, and Black Panther. He's actually Black playing Panther. Fred Hampton in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lakeith Stanfield, who I am a huge fan of, uh, he was yeah. also in Get Out, uh, as well as really um, Atlanta. Like I think that's going to be uh, an amazing, amazing story. And I think it kind of coincides really with what we're talking about with black agents of white supremacy. I think one of the easy, it's one of the easier ways uh, is one on social media now. Um, if you see mm-hmm. somebody and they're just spitting all this, they're quote unquote black and they're spitting all this anti-black rhetoric. Uh, that that's one way of uh, if, if every time something happens, I think probably the easiest example of that would be Candace Owens. And and mm. to me, where you look at someone like Candace Owens, where she comes out and she says things like, "Oh, you know, there's no racism," or "I don't see racism yet," and still. Right. You know, she still hadn't given that money back to that school that she that the NAACP uh, helped her sue for mm-hmm. racial discrimination. Mm-hmm. You know, but all of a sudden mm-hmm. she does not see it. Um, I, I think when we talk about black agents of white supremacy, the one thing that we have to get is to the base of it, which is misinformation, and it's misinformation right. for profit. You have some people that have just quite frankly sold their souls. You have some people that have a difference of opinion. We've talked about it time and time again on the show that black people are not a monolith. Black people, we don't all think the same. We have different views and different outlooks on things, and that's totally fine. We don't have to all be the right. same. Um, mm-hmm. But but 
I think there's a difference between that and then purposeful misinformation, um, just anti-black rhetoric from black faces to justify, and as somebody called it on Facebook a few weeks ago, um, these are the type of people where people go to get their diet racism. They feel better Mm. about their internal biases against black people because when they hear that same type of rhetoric they were already thinking about come from somebody black, then they think, oh, well, it must be true because they're blackness and they say it. And on top of that, that must also right. mean because they're black and they say it that I'm, I must not be racist or I must not have any internal bias. And, and it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's one of those things now where you look at these people and you have to, and people can change their opinions, their views, and their thought processes on it, but it goes from one extreme to the next. Because it is profitable nowadays. It is, it's very profitable because we as a whole are not trustworthy. We're not trusting of a lot of traditional media, particularly when it has nothing but white males, you know, putting right. out the images. Not, I tell people all, it's not always been Fox. It's just been CNN, too. Let's not act like just because CNN hopped on the Obama train in the latter part of 2008 that all of a sudden that forgives years and years of them spitting some of that same anti-black rhetoric, which is why I also think that as, and I want, I definitely want to get Jen's opinion on this as well. um, Why it is that all of a sudden, you know, we have to be one or the other. We're fighting a a white supremacist battle and not just thinking about Mm -hmm. being black first. I think I think from hey everybody sorry um, I'm a little late today but um, I think a big problem is that we participate in council culture I think council culture is cancerous um, to our movement it's cancerous to our society a lot of media and a lot of people pretend to hop on our train in the mm-hmm. view of you know to to, ha- to just give the view that they're with us because they're scared of being counseled canceled but it's not sincere right. they don't have substance to back it up they just you know are fear that council culture will come after him and i think places like cnn that's a big part of them hopping on the liberal train it's because they don't want to be canceled uh if you if you guys remember uh don lemon uh, oh, or whatever, he was totally a different person until Ferguson and until people started to counsel him and now right. he's you know, pro-black, pro-this pro-that, but before he was very, he was next to Candace Owens, almost Yeah, yeah Like, I, I'm trying to figure out when did he become the hero all of a sudden and I well, think he's uh, wrong. I think the messaging is wrong a lot of times too. Um, just like he went after Dave Chappelle. You know, he tried to do cancel mm-hmm. culture on Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. where you know a couple weeks ago he mm-hmm. was like, yeah. "Well, what is Dave yep. Chappelle doing?" Um, right. You know, just wrongly. If you don't know what somebody like, like why are celebrities in charge of the black movement? Why are they our voice for the black movement? Why are we so quick to counsel people that we don't even know what they're doing behind the scenes? And I think that proves a lot of his change of heart isn't sincere, and it's it's a part of council culture. I agree. And I, I, agree. I, I, I agree with that, Dan. And you know, also too, with speaking to the you know the context of trying to put someone in a 
I guess you would say, a leadership position for the black people. Like, why is that, you know, always a part of that particular discussion? Because even with, uh, you know, you know, some of our, you know, brothers and sisters who do not agree typically with what we say all the time, um, but support that rhetoric, like they are put in that particular mode sometimes too. Like, how do we combat that? Because they're still given that particular platform. Because every week we see something from a Candace Owens or um, um, the Hodge twins, things like that. Like, how do we combat like combat that that information well, that they're putting out? We don't have the money. You see, the thing about it is when you look at you look at someone like Candace Owens, and I, I think this actually goes into mm-hmm. our second question: is how profitable is it for Black people who spit anti anti Black rhetoric in the uh, age of Trump? Right. Candace is completely funded by Prager University. Prager U, if you if you've seen, it's nothing but these right wing Tea Party think tanks that have billions of dollars that put millions into it. I, and I, I've talked about this on the show, but I can remember maybe about three years ago, um, I had a friend of mine. He's a Republican strategist uh, based in Jackson, um, but mm-hmm. actually I think he actually moved to D.C. in the last couple of years. But, you know, he was like, man, Nick, you're so intelligent. You're so, you know, well, he get, he's a traditional, because I don't think he's necessarily racist. He's just a little tone deaf. You know, you're, you're <laughs> so, you know, you're, you're so well-spoken. You know, if you came out as a pro-Trump black Republican, you would be worth three times what you're worth now inside of a year. Why is that? Why do we have to do that? Because, and, and I'm not being funny when I say this, it's not that the Democratic Party does not have the money. They don't spend mm-hmm. it with black people. They don't spend it with black consultants. They don't spend it with, with uh, black nonprofits. They don't spend it with black personalities. And yeah. so yep. when a Republican Party is like, well, look, we either need to flip a portion of the black vote or convince them to stay home or just not right. fool with the Democrats, let's throw that money to it, and they'll do that, and they'll do it willingly. You know, and he was like, no, I'm, he's like, I'm serious. You could, we could get you on, you know, Fox. We can get you on this. We can get you on. I had a friend of mine that was running for a, a state house position in uh, 2018, and he was told the same thing, and I, I won't put it out there who it was, or what, but there was a, a meeting, let's say this, there was a meeting mm-hmm. where he was running against a Democratic incumbent in a predominantly black district. And they said, listen, if you you know change your party designation to Republican, we'll throw all the money behind you. Mind you, the, the, the House in Mississippi is already controlled by Republicans. They want total Correct. domination. They, they want complete and total domination. They want it all. And so mm-hmm. when you're the person who's trying to make ends meet and you're – you know, trying to make money in this space and somebody comes along and they're saying, oh, well, look, if you go from, like you look at Candace Owens where her net worth was like 60000 a couple of years ago to now it's like $3 million. I'm not saying that I would do it because I still have to look at myself in the mirror, but I understand why some people will look at that and be tempted by it because it is very profitable. <clears throat> But you know what, in the profits, in the going, switching to the other side, because I think we've said this before, a lot of black people are conservative. It's, it's the racist stuff that, that makes them go over to the other side. And 
I think, well, first of all, I think conservativeness and Trump Trumpness is two different things. Yeah. And also, well, it's actually three. I think, yeah, it's actually three. I agree. You, got, you have black conservatives, you have black Trumpers, and you have black Republicans. And some of them are all mm-hmm. three. Some of them are two of them. Some of them are just one. But it is very different. And I do think that we have to, to your point about cancel culture, we have to stop automatically grouping a black conservative into being a black Trumper or anti-black or anything like that. Because most of us did grow up, you know, conservative. Yeah, and I and I think that and I think, but to the conservatives or to the people in in the conserv black people in the conservative world, I think because and everybody go back and listen to our show on code switching, it is a very dangerous line to teeter with code switching. When you're allowed in the room, all of a sudden, a lot of people put on this armor where they feel like they have to laugh at the joke or let something pass or let something mm-hmm. get by. Otherwise, they're going to be shut out of the door. And because of that, they find themselves advocating for things that they may not necessarily believe or they may not necessarily uh, be, you know, uh, in agreement to, but they do it just so they can stay in the room for the money, just like Nick said, or whatever. But those people, we have to hold them accountable. Be conservative on some, you know, I'm a capitalist too in certain, you know, in certain ways, you know, so be a capitalist, be this, be that, but hold them accountable when they come with the BS, when they come with the racist stuff, Hold them accountable. Like, I'm okay if you're fiscally conservative. I'm okay if you don't believe in abortion. I'm okay with that. But when you see racist things happen and you see blatant injustices happen and you turn Mm -hmm. your cheek on your people, it it, it goes to a different level. You're now an agent. Right. Uh, I think we actually have a caller. Uh, Let's go ahead and bring it in. Yeah, let's go ahead and bring in our caller. Uh, Patrick, you're now live with the Middleman Talk Show. Hey, how you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Yeah, just wanted to chime in a little bit. I think um, you guys talked about how do you recognize an agent of white supremacy. I think I think recognizing an agent has more to do with the non-agent. Meaning, once you're clear on what it is you're trying to do, and once your language is tight and your definitions are tight then it becomes a lot easier to recognize an agent of white supremacy. So you may say, okay, um, you know, this person is working on our behalf and they support um, um, they support a plan to, for black people. So it's just like when uh, Joe Biden came out with his plan, it was in the beginning of the plan, if you read the plan, it was African-American, black, African-American, black, 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 black. But when it got down to the part where you, you actually – what they were going to do, it was minority. Minority. People of color. <laughs> mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Right. See, that's yeah. kind of mm-hmm. hand. So when, you're, when you have your language together and you have your definitions together, then it's a lot easier to recognize these types of things. When you're sloppy right. in that area, it becomes harder to recognize an agent because the agent is, is right next to you fighting right next to you. And you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah, you don't even know it. So that's one thing. So is it possible for black people who spit anti-black rhetoric in the age of Trump? Well, this doesn't really have much to do with Trump. We had agents before Trump. We'll have it after Trump. Correct. It doesn't... It, 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 
I think what we have to do is we have to look at agents on both sides. If you look at it logically, there's there's not many, there's a few black people, even on the Republican side, that are out here spitting uh, anti-black rhetoric. Now, if they were the only anti, if they were the only agents, then we'd be in good shape. But yeah. as we know, there are many, many more agents, which means the rest of the agents are over on the other side. So mm-hmm. we have to maybe not politicize it so much um, or look at it through that lens. We, just, we have to look at it through our own lens. And we have to filter it through our own lens, and that's where our definitions and our terminology and our ideology, all that stuff that's supposed to be really tight, that's where kind of that stuff comes in. Um, yeah. Are all black Republicans, conservative agents of white supremacy. I, I, I can't all of them. I can't answer that. But again, I don't. I think we, we we've gotten to a, to a level of sophistication to where we should know that we're get we're, people are coming at us from all sides. So when what what's happening is when when these right. I am really. Let me just say I'm proud of the young people that were protesting because one of the things that they found out, and they have hundreds of video clips of this, one of the things that they found out or one of the things that they learned about was agent provocateurs, right? Those agent provocateurs that were coming from outside of our community that Mm -hmm. were saying, yeah, we're down with you, we're going to march through. And then when they found out that they were on Mm -hmm. some whole other agenda and they were using us, to further their own agenda. So, you know, shout out to those young people who are out and all people who were out protesting, especially at the beginning, and that were, you know, taking video of these provocateurs because they're actually right. learning something that, as older people, we should have told them before, but they had to learn it on their own. So shout out to them. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Now, do, um, one, more, one more question. Do black people who encourage other blacks not to vote contribute to white supremacy? The, the 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 thing is that you have to if somebody's promoting if they're saying well don't vote then the you have to ask the question why and you have to listen to their reasoning for why they're trying to encourage other people not to vote uh, and then from there you can determine whether you think that they're trying to push some other agenda or not so we have to talk to them and they have to give a reason as to why they're doing it right um, as opposed to us assuming they're doing it for one reason or another. And if if they are an agent, then that will come out, right? But but you have to ask the question and let them talk and tell you exactly why they're doing what they're doing. Then mm-hmm. you can make the assessment from there. So And that's and that's and that's if they actually tell, right? Because you know, people say one thing and do another. You know, we all seen that, you know, when we put people in office they vote one way initially, then you know, turn their heads and vote a different way. And so we we we've all seen it, but this is the the topic of discussion in which we definitely want to hear, you know, everyone else's uh, comments. We definitely thank Patrick um, for his explanations today. Um, definitely got us thinking a little bit more. Uh, Nick, I know you wanted to add in and bid on to what Patrick was uh, talking about. You can go ahead. Yeah, definitely. I think that that Patrick brought up some great points, and I think one of the biggest things is that we have to realize that. <laughs> With us recognizing that black people are not a monolith and every black person is not going mm-hmm. through the same thing, there are situations where a Republican candidate, a libertarian candidate, independent or Democrat may be best suited for whatever policy is affecting your everyday life right, right then. 
if someone were to look at my voting record, because one, I'm not a registered Democrat or Republican. If someone were to look at my record, my voting record just mm-hmm. plain and simple. There are times where I have voted for Republican candidates. Why? Right. Because right. that particular candidate, their platform, their history of voting, and how they view and, and enact policy has shown that it is a benefit for me and people who look like me in this particular space. And that's why they got my vote. Do you get what I mean? I think the problem comes in, and the reason that it's usually centered around Republicans, and I agree with Patrick mm-hmm. because they're on both sides. The reason yep. that it's usually centered around Republican, Republicans is because, to Jen's point, when the racist stuff happens, there's radio silence. Mm-hmm. And so the, one of the mm-hmm. criticisms I always hear about the Democratic Party is, oh, well, they eat their own. Well, I don't consider eating your own. I consider it uh, accountability. So in a situation where in North Carolina, where you are gerrymandering it to where you literally split North Carolina A&T right down the middle in terms of voting locations and precincts so that you can dilute the power, you know, and no one speaks up to that, where it was actually a Republican judge who uh, ruled in favor that the Republican Party of North Carolina targeted black voters with surgical-like precision. That's literally what they said surgical-like precision in an effort to suppress the vote and you hear nothing from the GOP, your your silence is complicit. You you are complicit with your silence. And so it's hard to Mm -hmm. look at someone who says, oh, well, I'm a Republican, black or white, and say, well, why are you not calling out? Now, there are certain people that call out, but they face a lot of backlash because of it. And I use Michael Steele as a as a prime example, who is a black Republican, who was actually the 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 president of the RNC, and how he was treated. First, the first thing that they did when he was elected uh, president, they stripped all of his power. They yep. stripped all of his power, mm-hmm. and then it was so mm-hmm. bad that when it came to the next Republican National Convention, he didn't even get an invite. How is it that the former president of the Republican National Convention doesn't get an invite? To the, current, the, the the Republican National Convention, the only reason that right. he got there was because he had a press pass from MSNBC. And if you can sit there as a Republican and say, "Oh man, that's okay," then I have a fundamental issue with that. Now, I do think mm-hmm. in those situations that we have to call out Democrats who do the same thing. Because to his point, and I read Joe Biden's plan, and he's one hundred percent spot on with it. It says black this, black that. All this at the beginning. When you get down to the actual policy of it. When you get to the actual policy of it, you get to talking about minorities. And when we talk about minorities in this country, who's benefited the most from civil rights for minorities? White women. White women. And statistically, what's the number one rising demographic considered as a minority right now? White men that are LGBTQIA. So it's one of those things where yeah. it's like everybody gets all these policies specifically for them, and the last thing that we got specifically for us was, in fact, the Emancipation Proclamation. Because when you look at the Civil Rights Act of 1964, the Voting Rights Act of 1965, mm-hmm. and the Fair Housing Act of 1968, they shoehorned white women in there in order to get it passed. And the only reason that they passed the Fair Housing Act of 1968 is because it was seven days after King was assassinated, and it was like, look, we've got to do this, or they're going to burn this bitch down. Place down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, but 
and and and, to, and and again to Patrick's point, when you look at things like the rhetoric, if can there are certain things that Candace Owens says that are that do have merit, but when you sneak in the anti-black rhetoric along with it, it it's like, oh, okay, let me make three factual points and yep. then sneak in my rhetoric in it so that you think it's all true. And that's see, the type see, of stuff see, that we have what to they look do. like. That's what they do, Nick, right? So um, even speaking to that standpoint, like when we hear it, like we have to speak up around it. So my question is, of course, you know, our young people are hearing this, okay? Our young people are opinionated amongst themselves because they have a platform amongst themselves to be opinionated, which is the, which is social media. Like what type of discussion should we be having with our young people about, you know, how to decipher and feed through what is real and what is not? Read. Read, read, read. You know my biggest pet peeve is people that read like a clickbait, like the headline, and they'll share it, but they don't read the article. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it, that is my biggest pet peeve and the most dangerous thing that I think Facebook and Instagram and all social media outlets do is that people do not actually read or research that if things are real, they'll just share it because the headline looks snazzy or looks appealing. And we have to start reading, reading, reading. It's fundamental. Mm-hmm. We have to stop watching um, um, opinionated news where they give, you know, editorial type news and watch something like C-SPAN where it's just the video of what's happening and then form your own opinion. And then later, if you want to go back and read an, read an editorial or watch editorial news, then fine. But we, as right. young people, you're going to have to learn how to do the research because uh, and otherwise you become dangerous or you become agent uh, to, to people who use propaganda to manipulate the system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. I will say this, though. One of the ways that you can, because, and it's only because they've come under so much fire, I think at this point, Mark Zuckerberg is tired of being pulled into Congress to speak. He is. <laughs> they started fact-checking a lot of articles on Facebook. I've right. seen this a right. lot. Right. But how they trick, and I call it meme warfare. If I take a meme and put the meme up because I don't have any keywords in that article that may trigger the fact-check, it can slip through their mm-hmm. system, which is why you see a lot of these memes and videos being shared and not being you know, debunked as being factual. So that's one way to look right. out for it. Another way, when you're on Twitter, if you're talking to somebody and their name is John 0007812, you know, mm-hmm. it may be a situation that might be a Russian troll farm. As a matter of fact, they just busted up a Russian troll farm that was completely dedicated to misinformation, this whole stuff with Kanye, which... Willing or unwilling, Kanye is acting as an agent for white supremacy right now. I'm sorry. It just is what it is. I know we all love the music. I know we try to call him a genius, and I know we try to give him the, the benefit of the doubt of losing his mother there. Right, right, right. There's plenty of people that unfortunately have lost their mother, <laughs> but what he's doing right now is acting as an agent of white supremacy. You know, mm-hmm. but they busted up this Russian troll farm for doing just that, and that was just the last few days that this has happened. So we have to be very conscious about who we engage with on social media and look at the source look at the so before you share something mm-hmm. actually look at the source if i see something right. pop up on facebook the first thing i'm going to do is i'm going to google it i'm going to look for several credible sources to see if it is 
coming up in the same way. Actually read the article, and then if I feel it's worth sharing. But because we're this microwave, and we call, we try to blame it on younger people, but we're this microwave generation across the board when it comes to social media. Oh, that's something that I halfway believe in, or that's something I'm thinking of leaning towards. So let me go ahead and share it because, quite frankly, it aligns with whatever I'm thinking in my mind to begin with. Or right. it dances around the truth. There's this meme that's going around that lists like 20 things that they say Trump uh, has done since being in the White House. And though some of them dance around the truth, it, it's just not true. Um, I don't know if it, you know, if if the algorithm is not catching it because it like, dances around the truth a little bit. But you know, mm-hmm. like like a, or it, it says things like like abortion. Like abortion is like Planned Parenthood federally funds uh, abortions. That is a half truth without context. And so young people, please, and older people too, like Nick just said, please, 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 context matters. Context matters. Um, Because, you know, Planned Parenthood does federally fund abortions, but only for rape and incest. Um, and the rest of their money goes towards other women's services and health services. Um, but that's another half-truth that they use, and they do that with a lot of different facts, especially they love saying about Africa, how he has helped African Americans, like about HBCUs. Right. Right. And I agree. I agree, man. I, I, like, I also want to make sure that the like the next four years – that we have coming up before the next election, right? Like, what can we do to make sure we're building on making sure the information that, uh, and the people who we, I guess you would say, so-called trust in these positions are actually giving us the information that we need because we don't want another situation to where uh, we are uh, going into another age of fake news. Like, like, like I hated that whole. Um, um, wave and and that whole rhetoric it's as as well too like crippled a lot of us as well too and so like how can we make sure that what we're presenting and and what we're getting from our people and and uh, to the masses is what we need. Well, I think the first thing that we have to do, the first thing that we have to do is be open to at least listen. To another opinion I'm a big believer and, and my wife talks about this all the time You know, you take what you need and discard the rest There are people out there that I fundamentally disagree with On a lot of things And then there are right. some things that they're spot on about But I'm at least opening I'm at least open to hearing the conversation For For instance There is a lot of stuff that Dr. Umar Johnson talks about That I just do not agree with but mm-hmm. there are things that he talks about that I absolutely agree with. Does that mean I'm throwing the baby out with the bathwater? No, I'm going to listen to it. The things that I don't agree with or I may be unsure, I'm going to research for myself. Just like the things that right. I do agree with, I'm going to continue to research for myself and I'm going to move accordingly. Now, when it comes to – there are certain people where you just have to know. If we're talking about agents of white supremacy, you know, I, don't, I think it's pretty safe to say that <clears> – <throat> You don't really need to listen to uh, Diamond and Silk. Like, let's let's call a spade a spade. We also have to know when it's correct. Like, no, this 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 is just this is coonism. 
at this point. Well, so we we you know, and we know we're going to have more, and we know we're going to have more. So like that's that's like more of my point, like because we know that these people are going to continue to get a platform. So how can we combat that, bro? Like. Because we know that this is going to happen. We know that there are going to be another diamond in silk. We know that there are going to be another, um, I forgot the uh, 13-year-old uh, uh, guy's name that was really big on. Yeah. Like, we know that we're going to have more of that. We know that they're going to have their following as well, too. And then, of course, we've already seen the statistics of um, some of our um, young black Americans under age of 35 who may or may not vote for Biden because of some of the things in which he is is saying, right? Uh, which is, and, and that's okay, but some have stated that they will be voting for Trump. So, how can we combat that? I, I had a discussion with a guy on Twitter uh, who said he was a Bernie supporter, but because Bernie didn't get mm-hmm. the nomination, he's now going to vote for Trump. I didn't I didn't call him stupid. I didn't call him this or that. I simply just asked him questions. Mm-hmm. See, and, and it's like Patrick said a little earlier. Uh, right. If you just keep asking mm-hmm. questions, somebody's either going to get real silent mm-hmm. on you, or they're going right. to reveal their real their real deal. And I, and I said, I said, you know what? I'm not going to down you for not wanting to vote for Joe Biden. However, mm-hmm. I do have to question if you are a Bernie supporter, and Trump's policies are the very antithesis. Of Bernie's Why are you now Saying that you're going to vote for Trump Are you doing it just to be a contrarian Are you doing it Because it's mm-hmm. like, like You can't t- you can't look at me and tell me That you support Bernie Sanders And because he didn't win You're just not If you would have said oh I'm just not going to vote Hey that's your business and, and for what it's worth it's your business to vote for Trump too But I would like to know why because they, they Right that's one extreme to the next to me <laughs> yeah, you can't tell me. Oh, I support Bernie's policies, but then say I'm going to vote for Trump. It's antithetical to everything that Bernie has worked for and put up as his platform for years. So I think the biggest thing is to just. I, I think we don't ask a lot of questions and we don't ask enough questions, yeah. and we have to stop getting frustrated with people if they have a difference of opinion with us. Actually, find out what Correct. it is. Correct. I think the problem is Correct. there's lot. There's not a lot of nuance in these conversations anymore. It's either mm-hmm. they, we're so tribal. It's either this or that. And before you that are a Democrat, correct. before you're a Republican, an Independent, Green Party, a Libertarian, when you wake up in the morning, you're black. Before you decide whether you're going to vote or not, you're black. So what is being done for your community? Don't come to me talking about opportunity zones because no one has presented any tangible proof of opportunity zones improving black unemployment, improving black neighborhoods. All it's shown is that it's it's Mm -hmm. a tax shelter for those who have the capital gains to participate. Oh, it brings jobs. Okay. So you brought a seven dollar and twenty five cent job for uh, uh, right. a, a Pinkberry in an area that you're already gentrifying. That is not mm-hmm. tangible proof. That is the benefit. You want to talk about the First Step that Act? Correct. That's fine. That's wonderful. I'll give you I'll give you props on the First Step Act. But to say that that is oh what he's doing for black people is to say that all black people are in jail or that all black people. You know, have some type of criminal past. The First Step Act, while I appreciate it and I appreciate the brothers and sisters that it's helped out, it does not benefit me in any type of way. I'm not in jail. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
You know, so mm-hmm. it, I think we just have to, and I think we also have to become a lot more politically educated and not educated via social media. Yes. And this is a byproduct right. of civics being taken out of school. I agree. And don't forget, guys, if you're listening, the phone lines are open. Uh, please go ahead and give us a call. Voice your opinion. That number is 516-387-1542. Press that number one, and we'll get you in. We'd love to hear uh, any questions, comments, or concerns that you have about black agents of white supremacy. Man, great conversation, man. And, and, and you know, and we also have to, like, get back to understand standing Standing what empathy is, right? We have to be able to put ourselves in other people's shoes and try to listen and understand from where they come from. And like you said, Nick, like we have to be able to sit down and discuss these things and not let our uh, just because I'm a Democrat and you're a Republican, like we're going to let that get in the way. No, like what's going to be beneficial for us in the long run? Can we put put aside those those different discrepancies that we may have and come to a a forefront of what's going to benefit us. What, like, are you projecting the right information for your community, which you say you serve? Um, and, and like, like, I also think about this too, like, in in reference to the rhetoric. Okay, um, and I keep going back to this. Like, what are their family members and their close friends like are are saying to them? Like, how can they? <sighs> Well, maybe, maybe, maybe they don't have anyone in their circle that that comes to them with those type discussions. You know, well, maybe they're so um, compromised they by the money them. themselves. True, that's true, that's true. Because you know, folks always, get real. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going no, to say, folks like, get real always, when it comes um, to. I was going to say, like, we always hear, you know, the standpoint of, like, who paid them to do that. Like, that's always that quote, like, somebody must have paid them, you know. So that's my thing. Listen, no one uh, – and uh, okay, because one thing we have not done – Candace Owens is the only one that we've talked about, really. But You're let's call it space. Make a long list, yeah. You got you got you got a long list of these agents. You got folks like Donald you do. Phil, T.J. Pearson, yep. Terrence K. Williams, uh, Herman Cain. Mm-hmm. And I understand that the man just died. I Tim get Scott. that. But in a situation where black people are are being statistically shown to have a higher mortality rate when it comes to COVID nineteen, the rhetoric mm-hmm. that he spit out. Look, this is not about disrespecting the dead. The man played right. the wrong type of game and paid with his life. And in the process, people who followed him followed his same rhetoric. And this is nothing new for Herman Cain. Herman Cain has always mm-hmm. done things that have been divisive in terms of the black community. Like Patrick said, way before Trump got in office. And unfortunately, it won't be way after because he's no longer with us. Again, condolences to his family. Yep. Condolences to his friends But You saw the numbers for black people You went out there willingly You called it a hoax You did that You performed agent task mm-hmm. And you paid with your life So yeah Herman Cain is on that Clarence Thomas is probably one of the most If not the most famous examples Of a black agent of white supremacy Ben Carson I'm gonna Who throw did somebody something in very Carson. dangerous to our community Just recently Right 
I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw out Ray Lewis, man. I haven't forgot about what he said about Colin Kaepernick, and you know, and him, uh, you know, taking the knee in reference to social injustice. You know, Ray Lewis was talking all that bull crap and talking to the left, and I don't even understand like how he did not understand what Colin Kaepernick was doing. So I have not forgot about Ray because Lewis. they forgave him for killing a whole human and Jason Whitlock <laughs> and Jason Whitlock. Yeah. For real, that's true. Jason Whitlock as well. <laughs> you got some serious and agents see. out there, mm. and very and and that's and not I, indicative of every black uh, right conservative not. or black Republican. Because I do think that there is a a beautiful thing about diversity of mind. But when you look at a situation where you have lifelong conservatives and lifelong Republicans that don't even fool with some of these folks, that should probably tell you something. When you that got folks like something. Michael Singleton. Or Eugene Craig, or uh, Tim Scott has his moments. Mm-hmm. Michael Steele, you know, you know, these are lifelong Republicans, Black Republicans that are just like, look, I'm not fooling with this. One of the most famous, two of the most famous Black Republicans, Condoleezza Rice and uh, Colin Powell, they're not fooling with that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, right. because they don't agree with Trump, you have this, you just have this age of Black Trumpers that have come up, and now they're at the forefront because you can put them out there to appease the masses and convert those who may be politically misguided or just may be frustrated with the Democratic Party because I think a a portion of this the blame has to be shifted to the Democratic Party I think in a situation where because again if Candace Owens would come out and she would just say you know, I don't think that all black people should be Democrats or that we should just blindly vote Democrat. Here's the thing. I agree right. with that. But when you use mm-hmm. it as a conversion method to the Republican Party, right? instead of saying, let's take care of black issues That's what first, the problem lies. and then whichever mm-hmm. party aligns for a particular position, a particular race, or whatever the case may be, then we can lend our vote that way. That's when we're having a real conversation. But when you when it's just about recruiting, it's just you're on commission. Everything yeah. because when Trump is gone, you ain't gonna see Candace on. You're gone. Mm-hmm. You ain't you're just it. there right now just to say that I have a friend that's black. Like that to me is what it looks like. Is that you're there so they can say I have a friend that is black. Because other than that, what are you there for? You better ask Stacy Dash how it worked out. Stacey Dash was one of the biggest disappointments to me like because Clueless is like one of my favorite movies of all time so I just so disappointed so disappointed man she let everybody down man <laughs> but how was it worked out for because when they were yeah, done with that that, that, that was, was it, it. That was it. You got oh, your one and done. Yeah. When she used to be referred as, oh, the black girl that comes on Fox every now and then. By Fox executives. Right. Right. Like, come on, man. Like, but anyway, great discussion. You know what? I, I can't lie. There was somebody that I really thought may call in today that, that has called in a couple times. Is a Trump supporter mm-hmm. though. I yeah. think at the the yeah. last time he called in, and I kind of went in on him. He ain't called in since. I was really hoping that he would call in today, and I can't remember his name, but I I do remember his name. 
I wonder if I should call him. Yeah, I'm pretty out. sure he'll probably go back and listen, man. He, you know, he, he's he's probably listening live, and we definitely want to appreciate P. him. Piante, call in. in. <laughs> yeah, I called you now. <laughs> because the thing is, appreciate I'm it, open to listen to what you have to say, but I think when you get into yeah. this, they they know where to go. They know where to go and who to say these things to, because they cannot have an intelligent conversation with people who are actually politically engaged and know what they're talking about. So they pick and choose where they want to go and where they want to say mm-hmm. these things. You see Candace Owens still will not debate Roland Martin. As much as she talks about intelligence, right. she, said she won't debate Roland Martin. Mm-hmm. She won't debate Angela I really Rye. don't think... Yeah, I don't think she really want to debate really anybody of that magnitude. Like, I think it's just all talk. It's all for ratings. Um, like, she's not going to do that, man. She knows she would get destroyed. What happened to the little skitty guy? On, on He used to be on CNN with the glasses, a little puny little black guy. What was his name? Paris and they Yes, yes. What yeah. happened to him? Uh, Paris got caught up in a sexual harassment uh, suit and got fired. Gotcha. Um, mm, mm, mm. Yeah, he was real ignorant. Really, really ignorant. Yeah. Well, yeah. again, mm. when they don't need you anymore, they gonna throw you out, man. <laughs> I'll say this. Vote for who you want to vote for. Right. Believe what you want to believe. I can't change anybody's mind. But recognize those agents recognize those agents and sometimes those agents aren't always spitting republican rhetoric sometimes they're spitting some good stuff that sounds great to black folks but then their actions are completely contrary to what they talk correct if they're making more money on talking to you about the problem and helping to come up with the solution you might be a black agent of white supremacy but Great show today, guys. I, 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 yeah. I, ooh, 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 ooh. I, I'm, I'm about to start texting folks. Oh, you said you were gonna call in <laughs> and and speak on the plight of the black Republican. Oh, I was. Oh man. These right. We definitely wanted to hear. I mean, Facebook. Yeah. You well, know, well, maybe I mean, we should start doing some hell. clickbait. <clears throat> you know, like clickbait? we'll say we're gonna talk about. Yeah, we'll, we'll say we're gonna talk about like walk. And then, you know, we really talk about, like, you know, black conservatives and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We can do that. Totally unrelated. We can do that. <laughs> totally unrelated. Y'all leave uh, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion alone. I like it. That's my new jail. I like I'm just it. You know, it's a little bit like me, you know, a little bit ratchet, a little bit bougie, a little bit classy. You know, like, I like it. Listen, if you are... And our age range, which is 30s going into, you know, like mid to late 30s going into your 40s. Mm-hmm. You grew right. up on Two Live Crew. That's right. You grew up on Ack and Yelly. You watched BET Uncut. Yep. Don't act like you didn't Chicken know the song, boys. what that thing smelled like. Uh, P-popping, yes, tip drill, all that. Leave all these that. young ladies alone. Let these young folks have their little party anthem. Yeah, and it's just fun. I thought it was cute. And I used I like the hairstyle because it reminded me of the eighth grade dance. Yeah, Jen did use I mean, they, hair. <laughs> I mean, they they did. They did. We have 
Hey guys, guys definitely we'll want to, to thank y'all. Show, guys. <laughs> We're gonna have to, man. We definitely want to thank all our listeners and callers who, who tuned in today to the Middleman Talk Show, man. We definitely enjoyed the conversation. Uh, definitely check out last week's show where we talked about banking while black. We had um, special guest Courtney Lynch, where it said Tri State Bank here in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, black owned uh, bank, gave some great insight on banking. And uh, check us out next week, man. we got another great show planned for you guys. And if you are not um, in our Facebook group, The Middleman Talk Show, go join today uh, so you can get updates on our next show and things we say throughout the week, man, that is thought-provoking, hopefully. So, but, uh, and definitely want to make and sure. as always, go ahead. and as always, support black media. You're definitely not Please. hearing this conversation on Fox. You're not. You're not hearing You're it on not. CNN. You're not hearing it on MSNBC. You're not even hearing this on the Young Turks. You're not hearing this on the Hill, Democracy Now. Support black nope. media. And as always, I have to give out a black media shout-out uh, to Ungentrified with Kent Johnson. It is a podcast that talks about a myriad of things from politics to travel, uh, you know, abroad to the continent of Africa. Uh, really, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's the best way to say it's a black-ass podcast. So really support uh, Black Media, available on all your podcast outlets, along with the Middleman Talk Show. Like us, subscribe, leave a review. We don't really get a lot of reviews, and we really want you all to go in and leave a review. We'd really appreciate that. And don't forget, I want to go ahead and announce it now. We have our anniversary show coming up August 30th, 12 years of the Middleman Talk wow. Show. So we're going to be giving away some That's gifts. It, we're going to be uh, bringing in some past guests that you haven't heard in a long time. Uh, and we're also going right. to be launching our Patreon, which has a bunch of content that we don't get to cover during the podcast. Uh, so make sure you are definitely locked in for that August 30th Middleman Talk Show anniversary. It's going to have a new look. It's going to have a new sound. We've got some great content in the weeks leading up to it. And so we want to make sure that everybody is tuned in for that. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. And we'll talk to you next time. Hi, everybody. Well, shout out to our other host, um, Kevin. Son moved into his college dorm today. Yeah, um, man. I definitely want to give a special shout out to them, man. Shout out to Kevin Jr. as well. Best wishes on your education, young brother. So. Check us out next week. We out, people.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.